Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am your host, Nick. I'm Matt. And we are here to talk a random monster from a random monster manual. This week, I'm going to give it a go, and I have picked up monster manual number one from the 3.5 edition of Dungeons & Dragons. This is where I cut my teeth, so there is a, a certain nostalgia for, for this level of number crunching and really cool monsters. I was exposed to the random monster manual prior to this, but this is really where I kind of got into it and kind of my love for D&D. Thank you, Charlie and Jordan, for that. Uh, all right, Matt, you ready to dive right in? Let's go. Okay. So I am open to page 141. And I this is one that you are just... You're just not gonna get. Okay. You're not gonna get. It's one of those. Um, so I'm just gonna just gonna read read right through it. It's called a gardenal, G U A R D I N A L, not G A R D I, not garden like a garden. Okay, gardenals are a celestial race native to the plain of Elysium. When at home, they're among the most peaceful of creatures, quick to laugh and slow to anger. They show a very different face when away from Elysium, however. They have no tolerance for evil and often rove the cosmos, looking for evil to confront. Guardians speak celestial, infernal, and draconic, but can speak with almost any creature thanks to their tongue's ability. And they have a lot of uh, traits in here. They are... This is one of those types of monsters in 3-5 that you could play as well, and you would take, like... Uh, uh, an XP penalty or something like that, that that if everyone else was at, at five, you would technically be at three okay. XP wise. So I don't actually, I don't know how that would work if you all started at level one. You know, maybe you'd have to get enough XP to level three mm-hmm. to get, yeah, I don't know how that actually worked. You, I've never played like that. Just it's longer. It's slower, yeah, yeah, I guess. But these guys are pretty cool because there are it's the gardenal is like the the umbrella category yeah and there are at least in this book there are two versions there's an avaral which is kind of your your bird person uh this creature has the body of a tall muscular human but with long powerful wings instead of arms the face is more human than avian but the hair resembles a feathery cowl, and the eyes are bright gold. The legs have strong talons and feathery veins. So it's not Aracolcra. It's not yeah. like that. That is straight up bird person, or Kenku for that matter. And the other flavor is Leonal. This creature looks like a powerful humanoid, about six feet tall, covered in short golden fur. Its head is leonine in appearance, with a short muzzle and a lush dark gold mane. Its arms end in powerful claws, and its mouth holds rows of long, sharp teeth. So that, they are, that's interesting. So for the the Averall, the head and body are normal, while the arms have wings and the feet have talons. But for the Leonine, the, the body and legs are normal, while he has a lion head, and lion claws. Yeah. I think it's very interesting that 
they've replaced the arms with wings. Yeah, and it's got like the the kind of grippy bits at the end. Yeah. It's kind of like the Rudo in the Did you ever play Wind Waker? You probably didn't play Wind I don't Waker, think I did you? That. Yeah, the Rudo in that one in in particular have that flavor where they have their arms are wings essentially and I think they have the hands at the end. Gotcha. Oh, it's so good. They remade it for the Wii U, I think it came out. I had never played it prior to that because it was on GameCube and yep. we never had GameCube. But oh, it, it was really good. It it given the games the Zeldas that we were used to playing, it took a little bit to get used to that cell shaded thing. Yeah. Especially because I had played Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass, the DS ones, and those were hot garbage. But yeah. Uh, find a way to play play um Okay. Play Wind Waker. That's to everyone. So, yeah, these are pretty cool. These are pretty cool. They are straight up like a good... They're a good option to angels. Yep. I I like... I like there being a little variety to that. And I also like the fact that it's not just like, this one is a lion and this one is a bird. And it's just a sprite swap. You know, yeah. it's just... It's the same thing. Like, the lion looks definitively different like that that whole upper half is different as opposed exactly. to the bird guy isn't just a bird head and things like that they're pretty cool they're they're pretty cool they're they're let's see the challenge rating for the avril is nine for avril levine is nine and for the leonal it is 12 wow he's bigger okay that's it that's interesting so you would in the the flavor text, you said that they basically search out evil. Yeah, if and, they're not on Elysium, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would either encounter them on Elysium, and that's when probably the challenge rating would come into play, or you'd be playing a an evil campaign, and Ooh. they might be uh, the bounty hunters that are oh. sent to track you down or something like that. That's really interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because why would in theory, why would you even need a challenge rating for something that is... That Going to be on your side. Yeah. They are... Let's see. Where is the alignment? Always neutral good. They are okay. always neutral good. Not... Not lawful. Lawful good. Huh. I wonder why that is. What's the difference there? Because, oh, because they don't follow the laws that we would, basically. I, you probably know? something along those lines, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not bound by our our code or our laws. Yeah. Yeah, so they just know what is inherently good and do it. Roughly. Or whatever is inherently evil and oppose it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that might be easier to, to suss out. Like, you can, you can kind of... You can excuse some things as good as long as it's not hurting other people. Correct. Or damaging, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, each of an Avril's wings has a small hand at the midpoint. When the wings are folded, these appendages are about where human hands would be and can do nearly anything hands can do. Wow. Their vis uh, visual acuity is unmatched. They can see in detail. They can see detail on objects up to 10 miles away. 
Wow. And be able to discern the color of a creature's eyes at 200 paces. Very cool. Yeah. Averils are about seven feet tall. That being said, their bones are strong but hollow, so even the largest weighs no more than 120 pounds. Okay. And I'm guessing the Leonel is a bit beefier. Yeah. One of the most powerful Gardenal forms... A Leonal is dot dot dot. So that so there are multiple forms. Yeah. Basically, we're we're thinking here. That's cool. That's really cool. That opens up the door to you basically Re- creating whatever you want. Yeah. Reskinning. Yeah. Unless there's something more in the, the further further three fives, um, which there very well could be. It's it's they've they've done that before. They've like added into their groups oh, yeah. after it, the fact. It almost feels like they wrote this so that they could do that yeah they kept it open sure yeah what would what would your garden all be if you could make one i might try to do something aquatic Mm, okay the air and the the earth yeah okay so so almost merfolkish but it would be um you know an orca or something like that cool yeah you know, there's, I think in one of the cobalt presses, there is like an orca merfolk. Yeah. I've seen it before. Yeah. I don't know if it was cobalt or, or not, but yeah. I don't remember what it's called, but, but yeah, that's really cool. I can definitely see that. Yeah. What and about they're, yours? they're, I mean, would I go with fire? I mean, is that the other element? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You... I mean, what would that be, though, for a creature? A salamander, I guess? But that's... These, you're already taking, like, a mythical thing yeah. and giving it the Gardenal thing. So I'm not sure, unless it's one of those those tiny little crabs that lives in, like, the superheated vents on the ocean floor. Oh. But then you're getting aquatic still. Yeah. If I... It's hard not to go with a... With something that's already been done. Sure. And to branch out, you're very quickly getting into, like, silly territory. I will admit, the very first thing I thought of was an armadillo. Okay. Which could be cool, but, like, is it just, like, an animated armadillo? What do you do for... Uh, Is it just, like, a dude walking around with the the great big beefy shell, like, in Ninja Turtles kind of thing? How How do you pull that off without it being terribly goofy uh from a design standpoint i would say the shell is basically the um the material of the shell is the flesh on oh, it, the skin on his back okay so so it's I mean, not he, a great big round barrel exactly okay there's no pulling up into it if he he can still kind of roll up into a ball like an, arm, mm. an armadillo does yeah and be protected but that in, that is inherently silly when you see like a life size thing do oh. it. Unfortunately, yeah, I could see that. I and and what else? Like the claws of an armadillo yeah. or the the nose of an armadillo? That would be terribly goofy. We've we've strayed into goofy territory. Yeah, I think you would remove the nose, but it would <laughs> yeah. have still have the claws. And yeah, it would have the because they the dig hide. right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, those are the qualities that that that, that we could keep. For an armadillo. But the orca is, or whatever, your aquatic one is, are they, are they stuck on land or are they 
almost amphibious where they can breathe air. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. Can, so they're, they're, they're Namor or. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, in fact, you know, Namor is the, yeah, that's, is the, that's, that's all it is. Yeah. It's just Namor. Leonel, uh, Averall and Namor. Yep. And our arm, arm, armor all armor. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. S- sending it into wizards there we right go. now. <laughs> it's all right. You see the, the, Monster Manual 2 for 3.5, and they already have it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't armor be surprised. All. The armor all. These guys are pretty cool. They've got a, a ridiculous amount of stats, as would be expected in 3.5. Good Lord, they can lay on hands as the Paladin class feature, except that each day a Gardenal can heal an amount of damage equal to its full normal hit points. So I guess it's really for healing itself. The Averall at level 9 has 66 hit points, which doesn't seem like a terrible lot. No, it does not. But, but maybe, I don't remember. But they haven't changed the way hit points work from 3-5 to 5. It's still the exact same way, yeah. for at least for players. So for for being quite beefy, it seems... Do they have like a really high natural armor or something they have they have a 24 armor which is the the 10 the flat 10 that everybody gets plus six because of their decks and plus eight because of their natural okay so that's that's a decent armor class they can do a full attack of two claws or two wings okay they let's see General Gardenal traits, dark vision, immunity to electricity and, and petrification, resistance to cold and sonic, plus four racial bonus on saves against poison. They can speak with animals. And... Oh, okay, the Averill has magic missile, a flyby attack, weapon finesse. They have a fear aura, true seeing... Plus eight bonus on spot checks. So pretty much everything you would expect from a bird guy. Yeah. A, 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 like a wholly good bird guy. Leonal has a pounce, has a roar, up to three times per day, 60 foot cone that duplicates the effect of a holy word spell and deals an extra 2d6 points of sonic damage. Okay, so Holy Word is a level 7 spell. Wow. The area is non-good creatures in a 40-foot radius spread centered on you. Okay. There is no saving throw. (laughs) Holy cow. Any non-good creature within the area that hears the Holy Word suffers the following ill effects. Oh, it's one of those. It's like um it's like sleep. Oh. Where it's it's a, a number of hit dice. Gotcha. I can never remember how the to calculate spray. these. Yeah, equal to caster level, up to caster level minus one, they get blinded and deafened. Oh no, if they're equal to the caster level, they're deafened. If they're up to the caster level minus one, they're blinded and deafened. Minus five, you add on paralyzed. Minus 10, killed, paralyzed, blinded, and deafened. Well, 
ruined your day. I I just don't know why it wouldn't just be killed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, the effects are cumulative and concurrent. No saving throw is allowed against these effects. That is ridiculous. Deafened is for 1d4 rounds. Blinded is 2d4 rounds. Paralyzed is paralyzed and helpless for 1d10 minutes. <laughs> and killed is living creatures die, undead creatures are destroyed. Wow. Furthermore, if you are on your home plane when you cast this spell, non-good extraplanar creatures within the area are instantly banished back to their home planes. That's cool. So that's where you surround him with skeletons or something like that, and he just speaks a word yeah. and they turn to dust. Yeah. Creatures so banished cannot return for at least 24 hours. This effect takes place regardless of whether the creatures hear the holy word. Oh, interesting. So you don't have to... They You could be uh, deaf. Yeah, and, exactly. And, wow. The banishment effect allow. Oh, the banishment effect allows a will save at a negative four penalty to negate. Creatures okay. whose hit die exceed your caster level are unaffected by holy word. Okay, I get it. So, in theory, we'll say that because he is a challenge rating 12... Yep. Anything with that's ostensibly a level twelve with twelve hit dice, yep, is deafened. Anything yeah. at eleven blinded and deafened. Anything at seven paralyzed, blinded, and deafened. And two and below killed, paralyzed, blind, yeah. blinded, and deafened. That's cool. I really love when they. When they really put in the thought behind what what makes this more, what gives this more flavor. I think we saw that with the Cambium too, is what gives yeah. this more flavor of the mechanics of how this thing would work. Sure. As opposed to, oh, it's got a roar, so it, they're, they're just deafened or they're just feared or yeah. something, you know. This is more, it, it banishes the bad things and it's, there is... There is a, a a holy empowerment behind it that has these multiple effects. Yeah. In addition to the what did it say two d six of sonic damage on top of that. Yeah, well, it's like they're taking. Obviously, they they took a lion and they said, mm. "How can we combine the lion?" Because we already have the lion. They would already do a roar that would that might death sure. or something like that. Yeah, like the the dragon. Yeah, had a roar too. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lame a lame roar. Yeah, but this is, instead of just saying, okay, well, this is a lion with a human body. Mm -hmm. No, this is a whole different creature, and we're going to give you some flavor mm -hmm. to help you in your your creation process, whether it's as a PC or an NPC or even yeah. a, a, uh, an adversary. Yeah, it's, they, again, they, they make it, so they they make the work easier for you. Oh yeah. So you don't for have sure. to struggle and and come up with extra flavor yourself or they they at least give you ideas to push things along. And if nothing else like you said you're surrounded by skeletons and he roars and they fall apart, that kind of thing, they give you the tools to make even if the NPC or even if the PCs aren't directly in that, you know, you give them a memorable experience. Exactly. Well, that's the that's the intro. 
Yeah. He comes down from, you know, his sonic surfboard or whatever <laughs> on the <Yeah>. cosmos <laughs> and then lands in in the midst of all these skeletons, vaporizes all of them, and yep. then you realize it's one of those things right off the bat. Okay, this guy is yeah. he's, he could be trouble before they realize that he's one of the good guys. Right, yeah. Wasn't there there's gotta be a lion headed guy in the Marvel comics, right? Oh, I'm sure there is. And there's one in He-Man? Is there a He-Man? There is, but I think he's like a just a king. Oh, lame. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the so what do we say? Challenge rating. The Leonel is is challenge rating twelve. He gets a to his rake attack, an attack bonus of plus twenty. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Even for and the damage is only a d6 plus eight. So he's always gonna hit. It's just yeah. maybe not. It's not gonna be a it's lot. It's not gonna be a lot of damage. But I mean, if if it's a plus twenty to his melee, it's it's consistent. And it will yeah. whittle away at whatever oh, yeah. it is that he's fighting. Exactly. He's never gonna miss. It's almost like he has a, like a holy guidance to his attack. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely. That's interesting. It's it's weird how they they made these characters so cool, but then they also nerfed them at the same time just yeah. to make sure that you don't overpower the PCs or I, something. I, I don't guess that he's or they don't turn into a, a Deus Ex Machina if they're an NPC. I think I don't know. I mean, I think I would almost use them as someone who is too powerful and is therefore not directly a part of the party, you know? Oh, sure. Because because of, of everything. Like, maybe they'll show up and help here and there, but for the most part, you're basically running around doing doing a job for them. They're a quest giver, oh, yeah. you know? For sure. I just mean that, that they won't... Just because they show up, it doesn't mean that victory is guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you see, and if you're playing them as a as an NPC, the party sees him hitting consistently. Yeah, but they don't necessarily see the damage. You oh, know? that's true. Like yeah. I wouldn't be saying, "Oh, the this NPC does this amount of damage." I wouldn't bother no, with that. Yeah. So, so maybe flavor wise, that's that's what it's there for. I don't know. I don't quite. I like them. They're cool. I don't quite see where they fit in just based on what you said earlier about if if the if these guys are a if the party is is made up of of presumably good characters then these guys are quest givers they're 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 there to help here and there and that's really the extent of it yeah yeah they're cool they're cool and i would love to see a like they go up to Elysium and 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 sit at a uh at the the round table and see the court of of Gardenals talking and it's a different animal oh, sure. and, all, all the all around the table that's cool I like the idea I'm I'm always a sucker for like the different elements or or different animals and just seeing several varieties of kind of the same thing representation yeah yeah yeah. But again, I I don't quite 
mm, I don't know. I don't quite feel them really jumping out at me. I agree. I agree. I think where it can become really interesting is if you have a party that is maybe not necessarily all evil characters, but maybe there's, you know, uh, a good character, a couple neutrals, and maybe an evil character. Yeah. So the evil character has his own uh, reasons for doing what he's doing. Sure. I mean, most, most I, I, I can't tell you if I've ever met a rogue who plays a good character. The most is oh. chaotic neutral. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But just to see how you as a DM would would interact with that, given that, I mean, their their impetus is to remove evil creatures or right. characters or whatever. Yeah. And to see maybe to put your, your one player in kind of a tight spot just to see how they, they react, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Whether it's a, a, a lore check or one of the other characters just happens to know oh these these guys hunt down evil they 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 kind of violently stop bad things from happening yeah they're like the punisher but good guys yeah 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 Yeah. so so maybe you don't want to pickpocket that dude yeah because i'm sure there's like some sort of sense it's it doesn't it doesn't really say it but i'm sure that there is they have or I would certainly give them it, some sort of sense of detecting an evil spidey sense an, type an thing. Ev- yeah, like, yeah. like it. It can't just be like, oh, I watched that happen, so I have to stop that. Like they have oh, yeah. to. There has they to be have something to know there, right? Intent. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. It's almost a way for you to force morality upon your evil character where they're not going to have it if the the PC or if the the player plays them to type. Mm-hmm. Because you you can basically do whatever you want if you're an evil character within yeah, reason, sure. But if they see that they have a, for lack of a better term, a guardian angel, mm-hmm. you know, looking over their every move for the most part, then that may stop them from pickpocketing or just mercilessly killing someone when they don't really need to, something like that. Yeah, maybe it's it's a bit of. Um keeping them on the rails for exactly. a certain thing exactly so they don't it might be one of those where you institute this kind of fail safe if you have a player that's playing an evil character and they are almost threatening to blow up your game by playing that evil character. oh okay yeah so it's a they do stupid things and they say oh well i'm just an evil guy i'm just gonna go and yeah. i'm gonna kill this this guy that's given a quest just because i'm evil i wish that on no damn to, I, to have a have i a realize that robo, yeah. and I, I agree yeah it's it's like a it's isn't there something in futurama where where bender gets like a bolt or something where he he can't it like restrains him something so. like that in yeah. um i know in um mission to zix the the kind of space opera podcast that i listen to the the droids have a restraining bolt that yeah. like holds back their memories and and makes them only do what they're programmed to do whatever that kind of yep. thing that's a, essentially what one of these guys in a party is going to be yep because you don't want to piss off the level 12 leonal exactly Unless it's really for something that it's that be, like it better be worth it. 
Yeah, exactly. Moral of the you, story. You pick and choose your battles. Yeah, you don't want to pickpocket some schmo just because it would be easy to do if the lay and all is right there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or the armor all, for that matter. And that doesn't even have to be right there because you can easily use some sort of mechanic where they will just, they'll show up or maybe they won't show up, but you will be checking in with these guys on the regular mm. and they'll know. This, the, like the stink of sin is on you exactly. or something. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Especially for the lay and all, like a like a like smelling it, you know, he senses yep. it. That's oh yeah, that, that's mm, okay. It just got cooler that they can sense it, and that oh, oh, even better. Okay, I got it, I got okay. it. They are, they are double representing. They're double dipping. They are doing tasks for like a crime lord. Okay, and they are doing tasks for this guy. Okay, and. They're both in serious danger, bodily danger, or like if the if if they don't do the stuff for the crime lord, let's say for lack of a better example, Xanathar. If they don't do the stuff for Xanathar, he will have his guild kill their families or something. Sure, but they if they do something the direct way that Xanathar wants it done, the Leonal will sense it and know and just kill them. Gotcha. And so punish you, them. So they have to. There's a workaround. Yeah. They have to find, they have to be crafty about it. That I like. Yep. For really forcing your players to to think outside the box and not just be like, all right, well, we'll just cut our way through this, this bakery to get to exactly. whatever, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a fun. Um, what's it called? I guess Sophie's was, choice almost. Yeah, I was gonna say MacGuffin, but it's not really. But yeah, the, the put, to put them in that spot where they need to really plan, you yeah. know, to force them to. Yeah, you got to find that line. You can't, like you said, just go and cut your way through that bakery. You have yeah. to almost, um, you know, kind of circumvent any getting your own hands dirty. Yeah, and theoretically having a a paladin or cleric in your party should be doing that oh yeah but for depending on the dm and depending on the players you you may not be holding them to the standard of of what they have claimed their alignment is and like i know I'm I'm sure there are a lot of games where the DM is super strict about you follow that alignment and yeah. if 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 you don't we're going to change it. Like yeah. that's just the way it goes. And in which case you can get into serious trouble with your your deities your because I it's I don't think it's so much in 5E but I know in 3.5 like you had to stick to that alignment. Oh yeah, Pathfinder is hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so that that could be really cool. Yep. So it it could be a way to kind of wake up your your holy guys as well and yep. say like like these this is what you should be doing and yeah but then again it's so hard because if you i i want everyone to play what they want to play sure but how strict do you get about alignment about stuff like that when you got a rogan one that just wants to stab things and yep. steal things and you've got your cleric and the other where's the the balance. Where's the balance? Where's the suspension of disbelief? Where's the the I'm gonna look the other way and just like 
I know it's happening, but I don't know when it's happening kind of thing in, in terms yeah. of like the cleric's reasoning oh, yeah. behind it. You know, at what point does your God say like, listen, dude, you're, you're letting me down here. Yeah. Well, you know? I guess with that, there has to be that line where it's, is it going through that proverbial bakery and just stabbing? Or is it, mm. you know, doing something that creates a melee where some people might get killed, some people might not, something along those lines. And it also depends on your deity because, sure, you know, you, you could have, uh, you know, in, in uh, Pathfinder, you could have the Phrasma as your deity where mm. she's just the, the Lady of Graves where mm. it's kind of a judgment thing. So okay. if you can explain away your the individuals that are marked for lack of a better term, then maybe you can get around that. Huh. And it's not just, just straight up killing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. For, I mean, these guys are both neutral good. Yeah. So how upset are they going to be if it just so happens that a fight breaks out and a couple of people accidentally get killed, you know, you didn't plan for it. Yeah. And you were just defending yourself. Oh, yeah. That's that's the you know? thing. If you can find a way, and that's another way to provide that story hook for your players, where you, now you have to basically face a trial almost. Hmm. You have to explain away your position as to how did this fight start? Why did it start? What was your, your role in that fight? Sure. What was your intent? What was your intent? Yeah. And then, you know, there's a lot of sense motive and... Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know. Let's see. What does the Leonel have for skills? <laughs> plus 22 to hide. Plus 10 to intimidate. Let's see. Sense motive is plus 17. Yeah. That's pretty good. And that's the thing. You're, you're, if your judge is... Like that's Judge Judy right there. That's straight up Judge Judge Judy and Judge Dredd had a baby. Yes, that's yep. that's what it would be. It does. I, you know what? Looking at the picture, it has her hair. I could see it. I can definitely see it. And Sylvester Stallone's face. Yep. And maybe his er, his body very early on. Oh yeah, that is not, definitely not current. Like that's Rocky One body. Not, that's not not uh, traffic Rocky Forty Five tra- traffic barrel uh, body. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think. We we have made them more interesting. Yes. Me. How many one through ten, how many Averall feathers would you give this? I'm gonna go five just because they're fairly one sided in terms of yeah. their you know how the on that fence of morality, they're mm-hmm. they're just strictly on one side of it. So yeah, I can only go five, but I know that we've we've shown that there are some really cool ways you can use them. Yeah, they're 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 cool, but they're they're unitaskers. Yeah, they're not a multitask tool. You pull them out of the drawer for the one thing, and you'll get a whole heck of a lot of use out of them. But they're really that it's really that one path that you're going to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah, you can create a, a campaign based around them to a degree, but only so much as they're your almost your home base or something like that, where That's, you would yeah. stop and get a quest. Yeah, or... you're, you're ultimately fighting some great evil of some kind, and exactly. and I mean, generally, that's what most 
D and D campaigns are. Correct. So they're they're a nice a nice change to to make it not like oh we need to save the world or oh we need to save the kidnapped princess or whatever. But it's it's this is a a holy mandate. You yeah. know this is this is not do this specific thing. This is we need to stop evil. Yeah. And this party for whatever reason has caught our eye and we are conscripting you. Yep. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. I think I like that is it's, you know, it's like the, the do gooders guild or whatever, but Mm -hmm. more epic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They've got, they, they've not just made the decision to be good people. Like there's more behind it. Exactly. Almost, almost threateningly. So, Oh yeah. 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 You're going to, it's almost a join or die mentality. Kind of, yeah. I, but, I mean, could they... Could they just be like, mm, no, sorry. Not for me. Um, You know what? Based on their morality, I would say yes. As long as they're not doing inherent evil? Like, I don't see why not. At that point, I would say that right, as the, the DM, I would probably say, okay, we're going to keep an eye on you then. And that's when mm. the errant, you know, stab of a knife. All right, we're gonna just pull you back in. Yeah. And now you work for us, or you are. To, oh, to atone for your yeah, your or sins. you're going to to face judgment. Or do you just let it go? And just kind of write them out of the yeah. I mean, it ultimately depends on the story that you, sure. you you've got planned, but. I don't know. At that at that point, it feels kind of railroady to me. True, it, it definitely could be. I think maybe using them as sort of a compass where you're you're keeping that threat over their head that mm-hmm. there is something bigger than you that's watching out. Sure, but yeah, yeah maybe not necessarily forcing them into conscription. Yeah, per se. yeah. And again, maybe if if team team dynamics have have evolved to a point where you are having issues with the cleric and the rogue or something along those lines i don't know i i, I an interesting tool but i we have seen things that we've we've instantly clicked on and even just as a as a as a one time use thing i'm thinking of you great behemoth just just straight up cool yep or an overarching thing like the cambium so these guys just don't fit. They didn't click for me. Cool, but didn't click. I would say, I would agree. Okay. Yeah. So that wraps up another week of Random Encounters. Please do us a favor and leave us a review and subscribe and drop us those five stars. I know you hear it on every single podcast, but it it, it genuinely does help us get found. And we would like to be found. We would like more people to hear this nerdy stuff. Please write in to us at moms at fecklessmoms.com. Send us an email, or you can go right to the Feckless Moms website, and there's a contact us link right on the homepage. Also on Feckless Moms, under the Random Encounters page itself, is a list of all the monster manuals that we're using. If you have any of those monster manuals and you would like us to do a specific monster, let us know. Write in, let me know, and uh, I will. Matt and I will talk about it. And just in general, anything else? If you've heard things in the back catalog, things that you have ideas about, certain monsters, I know we've asked that before. If you have certain ways to use monsters that Matt and I haven't covered, 
please let us know. Or if you've seen some of these random things, also let us know. That's that's I would love to hear that stuff because it's it's great to see that this stuff that people slaved over for a very long time actually gets used. I I would love to know that just because I haven't seen it in a game or used it in a game that it is actually being used once or twice. I'd love to hear that kind of story. So yeah, please let us know. Please, please get in touch with us. That'd be great. While that's happening, you're going to have to wait another week and we will be back then with another random monster from a random monster manual. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And uh, this is Random Encounters. 